It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. With the Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Unspoiled covering the Sandman Volume 5, A Game of You. In this volume, Barbie goes to Wonderland and is wearing a beautiful dress, and things aren't as awesome as that sounds. Welcome to Unspoiled. Mr. Sandman, bring me a dream. Make him the cutest that I've ever seen. Give him two lips like roses and clover. Then tell him that his lonesome nights are... A beautiful, highly impractical for the situation dress. Indeed. That is pretty much the definition of Barbie. I think it would have been better on Wanda. She has the height for it. That's true. Yeah. I feel like she was wearing it in that last, uh, in the, the, at the very end when she sees her. Isn't she oh, wearing like a yeah. dress that looks a lot like that? She is wearing it, and then her yeah. and just waving at her. Yeah, that's great. Um, Harry Potter's parents in the mirror of Arisad. I can say that because it's not a spoiler anymore. Yay! Woo! <laughs> um, so I just want to say that I think this was my favorite one so far. Really? Okay. I cool. loved it. I really did. I'm not sure what it was about it that got to me so much. I think it was probably the like super pagany moon blood magic and uh, oh my god, yeah, and um, also the weirdness of like a dreamscape, but one person isn't in it. Something about having Wanda like outside of it still anchored in the real world was made it like uh, so much more entertaining to me um r.i.p wanda bt dubs saddest Um, thing wanda you fuckers i you know honestly with wanda i will say when i first read this volume all those years ago i something about how things ended up for wanda made me so like uncomfortable i guess and I think rereading it again, I still feel a little like, man, this really sucks what happened to her. Mm-hmm. And I, I don't know, like, I have, a, I don't know if that was the intention of Neil Gaiman, because I think the scenes at the funeral at the very end, I was, I was shaking. Like, I wanted to pull my hand into the, the fiction world and kill everyone at that funeral. Like, right. the, <laughs> like, oh, even the people in the coffee shop or diner. Oh, yeah. Oh, I just wanted to, to nuke that entire town in Kansas, I think, right? It's Kansas? 
somewhere. Oklahoma is Oklahoma. my. F- it's it's not. I think it is Kansas, but I kept feeling like, oh, it's Oklahoma because everybody in Oklahoma is the worst. I'm sorry, everybody from Oklahoma who's listening, but <laughs> other than Texas, which I will take ownership of, your state is rough. Texas has places you can hide if you are a Democrat or liberal, but not in. I feel like states like Kansas and Oklahoma are harder. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I told like it was just super. It just it bums me out even more when somebody has died and they're still being talked about as if there's just a a weirdo or a freak. It's like they can't even in death have the respect of being spoken of the way that they need with the correct fucking pronoun or name or whatever. It's just so disrespectful. And the frustration with that, with at least if Wanda were actually around and they were talking like this, you know that Wanda would have just been like, fuck you. But the fact that Wanda's not there to defend herself and and they're basically burying her as if she were a complete different person than who she is, that was so depressing and so just (laughs) like, oh, why? Um, And I just can't imagine what it must be like for people who actually do have to live like that. And, you know, they are who they are, except when they're around their family, who's just refuses to acknowledge that at all. Yeah. It's really scary. The fact, well, the interesting thing is this experience of this, this storyline with Wanda still happens today, which Mm -hmm. man, when this came out, 1993, 94, the fact that almost 20 years later, it's, or 20 years later. More than 20 it, years later, yeah. Yeah, more than 20 years later, this stuff still happens. And, and we've only just started conversing about trans rights thanks to Caitlyn Jenner. Yeah. Bringing it to the, nas- on, to the national forefront. But even then. Well, and, and the Supreme Court, I would say, helped. Yeah, and the Supreme Court. But I mean, yeah. um, just, just to tell that you guys know, um, I don't know if you know this, Natasha, but Hero, that um, Texas law that allows um, trans women to use, or basically trans people to use the gender bathroom that they identify with, mm-hmm. is ballot for repeal. This fall. Oh, brother. Uh, yeah, they just can't me. leave uh, shit alone. It, it's ridiculous. I mean, the fact that a lot of commercials are showing, like, the, the anti-hero law, a lot law lobbyists are, are using things like a commercial of a, a girl going into the ladies' room at a playground and then, like, um, a guy who looks like he's a thug, I guess, walking in and then saying, like, this is what happens when you legalize this law. And it's like, that's not it at oh, all. Oh, my God. I got two words for y'all. Washington State. Just saying. It's what? pretty awesome. Oh, to live there. I got yeah. you. I was like, wait, what did they do? No, no, no. They're great. Um, <laughs> so much better than Arizona. <laughs> <have> no idea. <laughs> well, yeah, at least you don't have a legal search and seizure if you're Mexican. God damn right. I just... Anyway. <laughs> I... I the, the whole idea of this, I think, that got me that I really enjoyed of this volume was identity, you know, and what it means and how frail it is, as she says later. And, um, I just love exploring that because that's the, that to me is the foundation of, of the human experience is recognizing simultaneously that everybody is very different and that's fine. And also recognizing that we are all the fucking same and get over yourself and being able to hold those two thoughts in your head at the same time and be okay with that. And it's just, to me, the number one reason 
for discord and war is forgetting that we are the same. And I find that to be so incredibly frustrating because it's such a simple fucking concept. But at the same time, we can be so different as to feel like we are completely different species sometimes. So I at times understand how that can be really difficult for people to like grasp and and get past. Um, but this, I really just, I loved this one a lot. So it makes me very happy to hear that, and I think that deserves the first shot of tonight's recording. Hey, hey. <laughs> um. Yeah, all right. So this started off with the dialogue in what what do they call it's, it's just, just called, called the land, land right? Yeah. Okay. Um and I recognize the font, but I could not figure out where this was supposed to be. And I'm like, this font almost looks like heaven, but that's in cursive. And then I was like, it almost looks like hell, but that's pointier. Right. Like, and I could not remember where I had seen this and when somebody says something about the uh poor Porpington? What the hell is it called? Yeah, Porpentine. Porpentine. I was like, okay, I know, I remember hearing that too. What the fuck? I could not remember for the life of me. Um, But I sort of enjoyed that we get dropped into it like this and he's just like, no, no, you'll remember. You'll catch on. Especially since I had a hard time catching on at first and we just read the last volume and how long has it been since people read that last story with her and her dreams almost a month ago right but i mean like in real time when these were coming out if you're following it would have been been years yeah Yeah. like i mean it's really it's it's being very hopeful to just be like yeah they'll figure it out (laughs) which i guess they did but still i was kind of laughing he does callbacks to things that he's written in the earlier stages yeah it's it's always you know it's this kind of thing with with Gaiman and with Salmon in particular is you never know when one of those random ass interesting side characters is going to come back and have his or her own story completely. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so they're all talking about the fact that the princess hasn't been around, and what the hell? Where'd she go? Don't know what's going on. Um, they're all like on the road and hungry and miserable. Um, I'm hungry and I'm cold. Actually, I'm hungry and I'm cold and I'm miserable and we're all going to die. (laughs) (laughs) I like whoever said it. I guess it's Luz, I'm assuming. Or maybe it's Renato. But I did say for the love of of Murphy Wilkinson, will you stop saying that? (laughs) And I I love how they they do reveal to us later who they refer to for as Murphy. Because I'm like, who is your deity called Murphy? Oh, shit. Never mind. We know who he is. Yeah, I was dying a little bit over that. It reminds me of um, when uh, Tyrion goes to um, to Essos and he calls Rolor Red Rolo. Oh my god! Oh yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah, I love the fact that they have shortened it to Murphy. I think that's how I'm calling him from now on as we continue <laughs> this. It's just so Murphy says, and that's just yeah. going to be it. Well, especially this time, this recording, I think you can call him Murphy all you want. Why is that? Oh, just because oh. that's how they know him. Yeah, it's in oh, the yeah, context yeah, yeah. of this story. He totally is Murphy. He is Murphy. I am Murphy is the next <laughs> book's title. There you go. Um, okay, so, yeah, they're just, you know, going back and forth about that. Somebody, the Tantablin, died. Um, and it, it is apparently... Um, 
lose who feels that yeah who feels yeah. both that when he dies and when uh ten bones dies yeah martin ten bones yeah um can we talk about how heartbreaking that was it was so horrible oh we'll my god i was reading it at work and i literally gasped out loud i was like <laughs> he's that was so abrupt what are you doing i was yeah. so bummed about it it's really sad. It's like if in the never-ending story, a tray you drops dead in the middle of an adventure. You're like, wait, what? <laughs> Is it like <laughs> the luck dragon drops dead in the middle of an adventure? Yeah. I just, oh, it was super, super sad to me. Um, So when we're, you know, they're in the middle of talking about what they're going to do, that they're going to go and get her. And then it goes to... uh. Barbie well, in bed asleep. Yeah, specifically Martin Tenbones is going to go get her. Right. Because they've all kind of, the rest of them have all kind of lost hope, and he's gonna he's gonna go find her. He he has he says I have the porpentine. I will find her. Porpentine, whatever. Porpentine. Dangerous. <laughs> <laughs> um. So she's getting woken up by Wanda, who's patting on the door like we're going shopping, and. It is. It was super confusing because at first I was like, "Is she still in Florida? Is this the dude who was the crossdresser, like that did the drag shows?" You Remember? know what's funny? I, I felt so bad about myself because when we were reading Doll's House, I was like, "Oh yeah, Hal. He shows up later. He finally goes all the way and dresses and you, you know becomes a woman and stuff." I was like, "Oh wait, no, different character. I'm an asshole." You're the worst. <laughs> well, to be fair, when I first read this as a teenager, so I had no, I didn't understand the difference between transsexual and trans and transvestites back then. Okay. But I just thought, I too thought this was hell, and it took me a while to realize that it's a completely different character, and what Wanda is going through is a completely different journey from mm-hmm. hell. You know, conveniently yes. taking off the wig at the end of the evening and then waking up as Hal and then going through his day-to-day life as Hal. Yes. Right. Totally yeah. different. Yeah. Yeah, totally. this, this, I, once they went out and Wanda was still wearing, like, the booty shorts and the knee-high boots and everything, I was like, okay, this is, isn't the same person because, mm-hmm. you know, she's living like she is a woman and that is not how he approached it it was definitely a performance for him and transvest uh transvestites tend to be straight right isn't that uh, no no okay i thought i thought that was a thing i heard on some i don't know some some okay. surprisingly like i think the perfect example is um how dame edna average right, mm-hmm. that plays that character and then yeah um, yeah the izzard did a lot of a stand-up and drag Eddie was- izzard was the one who who uh I, I think said in one of his bits that most transvestites are straight that's where I get all my views on the guess, world's comedy routine. I guess it's a label. I guess transvestite is indeed maybe a straight man that dresses up in, in drag. And I guess drag queen is a gay man that is a female. I know that the general term, thanks to RuPaul's Drag Race and the education that goes on there, is male <laughs> That's just the broad term, regardless of what your sexual orientation is. Because at the end of the day, I guess drag is more of a, um, a hobby. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. 
Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Pure lifestyle. A performance art, basically, is what they called it. Oh my god. When you're transgender, it's basically your life. It's how you identify. It's a gender thing. It has nothing to do with sexuality. I just find it fascinating, the whole idea of sexualities and how fluid they are. And the whole, for me, what I find like the most interesting is how I think I get it. And then something will come up and I'm like, wait, but I just assumed X, Y, Z. And that's totally not the case here. Um, For example, Orange is the New Black, when I can't remember the name of the character, but is transitioning and... Oh, Sophia. Yeah. Sophia. And Sophia is married to a woman who desperately wants her to keep her penis to not get like the actual sex change operation. And at the time, I was blown away at the idea that somebody could transition into another sex and stay married to the same person. Because I assumed that if you were transgender, that you must also be gay. I just like that was just to me how it had to be. But that wasn't the case and so there's just so much that i just assume is the way like you know what miles with you just saying like well aren't they mostly straight like i just assume that there is just the way that this goes most of the time and it really isn't people are all over the damn map and it's just you know you just kind of have to um just hold hold like put everything off to the side all of the notions that you have and just be like okay what what is this person individually telling right. me because i genuinely absolutely. don't fucking know <laughs> absolutely i totally agree <laughs> um but yeah, yeah. There, i have um i have one person for broadcast who wrote a an article about how to learn about tr- um, transgender and transitioning and all of that and it was really interesting and i hope that she writes more um or they write more she is uh it's it's hard because they would prefer to use the pronoun they rather than she or he because they are non-binary, which, again, I did not even know that was a thing. So all kinds of things to figure out and absorb. Yep. Well, one anyway. thing we figure out in this first section is that Barbie says she doesn't dream. Yes. <laughs> which is like... It's first of all really sad. There's something very like loss of childhood in that moment, and I know that it's not really like. I mean, it kind of is when we find out what's actually going on, but um, there was something super super sad about that to me, and we don't really find out quite what was going on with Ken either. Like they split up, and she says that she like didn't sleep with him again after that, and right, but we don't see him. Except for within her dream where he's saying really shitty things. Yeah. And I'm not sure whether or not to believe that that's him or not. <laughs> I'm kind of all over the place on that I one. I feel that it's a, a mix of uh, what he, how he really is and then her perception of him based mm-hmm. on, you know, some revelations during adulthood. Um, oh. Yeah, that... Do you think that her not dreaming was an effect of uh, what, Rose will, what Rose did to everybody? 
I yeah, definitely. There's well, a bit later that they don't ever explain where at the very end when everything goes down and Morpheus says like something about it's not your fault, you know, uh, Barbie, it's it's my fault, and also Rose Walker's or something like that. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, wait, what? And they yeah. didn't explain it ever. Well, I feel like uh, I don't want to say that Rose is what caused it, but I feel like what Rose did allowed the cuckoo in, like mm. gave gave her an opening to sort of sneak in there somehow. Because that's, that's what really it feels like that when she became the vortex, even briefly. It really fucked shit up hard. And that's the only thing that um, kept occurring to me was that if it had continued, this cuckoo says something about I've won. I can lay eggs in all the little girl's brains and stuff. That was super creepy. I hated that so much. But that was what I sort of wondered would have if that would have happened, if the vortex had continued, if the cuckoo would have sort of invaded everyone's minds and wound up taking over completely like the realm of dream entirely well not even that can you imagine because it's all the dreams bleeding into each other can you imagine ken's dreams taking over i would be good without that that would be cool um okay so wanda wants to go shopping and barbie is very high maintenance and wants coffee with cream (laughs) sends wanda out to get it all and then doesn't even drink the coffee which i was like bitch listen (laughs) drink your fucking coffee and shut up I like how uh, Barbie wants coffee, but the only more milk that's in her fridge is fuzzy green stuff. And yes. this <laughs> kitchen is a pigsty. Actually, no, I think the rest of her apartment is basically a pigsty. Pretty much, yeah, it looks that way. It's ridiculous. And um, Wanda's quest for cream, of course, is what leads us to meet all of the neighbors. Which is well, a nice little choice. Well done. Yeah, Neighbors are amazing and the fr- the first one is thessaly who i uh, just i love i love thessaly i'm a you big know, thessaly fan i thessaly has um spin-off series because of this does it's she just... really god they all do yeah, <laughs> everybody gets a spin-off it's like it's like i feel like the dreaming or i mean the sandman series is like cheers you get a spin-off and you get a spin-off like <laughs> oprah for comic books Pretty much. There's a spin-off under all your seats. Well, um, one of uh, Wanda, I mean, sorry, one of Thessaly's spin-off series is called Thessaly or Thessalian, which I guess is, was her proper name from way back when. And it's I, like Aglaine is witch for hire, which <laughs> I, 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 you take from that what you will. Um, she's this like skinny nerd vegan with huge glasses. I love too that there's definitely like a tiny bit of a reflection of her home in Florida. So, yeah. you know, we have Wanda, we have the uh, the lesbian couple who aren't spider mothers, which is nice. Thanks. Right. Um, and uh, Hazel. What's that? Is, yeah, their names are Foxglove and Hazel. And yes. what's the thing is, you'd think Foxglove would be Hazel, and Hazel would be Foxglove, based mm. on their appearances. Oh, yeah, I could see that. Foxglove looks like a, a Madonna circa 19, 1990s with her erotic <laughs> album. Cut short, <laughs> Annie Lennox cut. And then Hazel is, I mean, Hazel is your stereotypical butch lesbian. But she's also, like, the sweetest person ever. Like, she Hazel is, is great. She is super nice. And then, what was it? She's Wanda. so stupid, oh my god. I know, like, but she's... Wanda does ask, how do you milk a uh, soybean? <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Um, yeah, I have... Like, that whole thing when Hazel's asking about how you know you're pregnant and how to figure all of that out... 
it hit a little too close to home for me because there have been times where I am talking to girls who just have no fucking clue and it is so so sad and it is part of the the big problem that I have with the fact that we don't do sex education for women beyond don't get pregnant oh my god don't get pregnant <laughs> that's like pretty much as far as it goes what's scary is um, not, not just for straight girls but for lesbian girls too their whole, their whole deal because the newer, newer generation and I have spoken to younger lesbians who are basically like well I can't get pregnant because I'm a lesbian right and it's like yeah it's like, you know oh. you still have the shit right all oh. It's functioning. All the equipment is still there. <laughs> um, okay, she gets- so she's yeah, she's going and getting the cream and gets it in a cute frog mug, which <laughs> is just abhorrent to her. Um, and she passes by uh, the weirdo George in the hallway, who just is like not even trying to act like a regular person and keep his profile low. He's just like, no, I'm going to be the creepy guy. Everybody's going to know the creepy guy. So much nicer after he's dead. He really is much nicer. Oh, oh, so I was going to say, you can't even see his irises. You just see the lenses and that's it. Yes. It makes him so, like, unhuman. It definitely gives him the feeling of a vessel, too. Like, when I found out he was full of birds, I was just kind (laughs) of like, yeah, that makes sense. (laughs) It's, it's I kind of suspect of, him. Sorry, Miles. No, 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 that was it. Oh, I was going to say, it, it um, kind of reminds me of, was it a Buffy episode where one of the demons was disguising as human and he was sucking at passing so badly? Um, I feel like it was a Buffy episode or an Angel episode. There, mm. I mean, um, there's a lot of people coming to mind with that, so I think that has happened a few times. The one that I keep thinking of with this in particular was the guy who's made out of bugs. Remember the one who's made out of maggots? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's yeah, selling yeah. all that, like, blush perfume or blush cosmetics. And he's That's just, right. like, he's just off. There's just something weird. And he even kind of looks like George. So I, I kept thinking of him the whole time. Um, So they're discussing where they're going to go shopping. And Barbie comes out with a checkerboard drawn on her face. Because that's a thing. And... Symbolism, as my mouths would have said, right? (laughs) Symbolism! (laughs) Um, And she asks Wanda, where are we going to go shopping? And Wanda says, Tiffany's. And she's like, what the, are you fucking crazy? And Tiffany's like, we're broke. It doesn't matter where we go. She's like, yeah, that's true. (laughs) Right on. It's called window shopping. We're just looking. I have never gone to a Tiffany's. And I should have, because I've passed them a trillion times. Uh, That's a real place? I had no idea. Oh, yeah. Are you for realsies right now? Dude, I don't shop very often. I'm sorry. No, I mean, like, you've never heard of Breakfast at Tiffany's? The That's, set, like, the whole... All right. Oh, is it? My I've... poor brain. Well, yeah. No, maybe. I've seen them. I've seen the movie. I just didn't know it was a real place. It's yeah. A real place. Tiffany's yeah. makes, like, the most famous engagement rings in the world. They're, like, you know, solitaire diamond on a plain, usually white gold or platinum band. And they are of, like, the highest clarity that you can p- fucking find. And they're, like, $22,000. They're fucking ridiculous. And, I mean, their stuff's oh. beautiful. But, you know, you're totally paying for the name. Yeah. Um, I is, have uh, a Tiffany journal. And it is my pride and joy. <laughs> I just wanted to point out that as they're preparing to depart when Barbie doesn't drink her coffee, uh, is uh, the first instance of someone, in this case Wanda, referring to her as Princess Barbara. Oh, you didn't even notice that. Nice. Yep. 
Princess Barbara, the subway awaits you. Shake your little buns. Huh. Um, so then we go back to the dreaming, and we have more Murphy. We have Murphy, Murphy. and yeah. Matt hanging out. Murphy <laughs> Matt and Matt Murphy. I really love Matt. I just not don't get tired of him. Oh. <laughs> I just like how he really does not understand the bullshit of the dreaming. So, so he's like, "What the hell was that?" And then Murphy has to explain. Yeah, Murphy, and, and every, I love every time how... Murphy explains it, he, Matthews is like, okay, yeah, sure, whatever. Uh, I didn't get any of that, but cool. Yeah, that's my favorite part is that he's like, yeah, I'm going to explain this in these really kind of like vague esoteric terms that don't actually explain anything and probably confuse you further. And Matt's just like, yeah, I figured you'd do that. I'm not going to ask again. I'm just <laughs> going to leave that there. Um, so, yeah, there's this like kind of – it looks like a flash of some kind. Um, yeah. I'm not really even sure how to describe it. It's like a photo negative. And Matt freaks out. What the hell was that? And Murphy says, that was the beginning, Matthew. Something traveled from one state of existence to another. It came from one of the more distant scaries of dream. Let us observe the consequences. And he takes out a handful of sand and throws it. And um, he says that one of the scaries is dying. And Matthew's like, well, what are you going to do? And he's like, what are you? do what are you talking about they die all the time it's just a thing that happens it's fine if it's interesting enough i might pay attention mm-hmm. yeah i kind of enjoyed that it's like dream is taking a shit and he's like <laughs> I'm, i take shits all the time i'm not interested in looking in the bowl afterwards i don't understand what you're even asking me particularly especially after that thai maybe- food i had last night <laughs> Maybe that's when he would look into peer into the bowl and then flush it. <laughs> After a really wild night with what's his name, the guy that he always met in his dreams. Oh, Hob. Uh, Hob, yes. that's Hob. the one. Oh, I was about to say Chloricon, and I'm like, oh, what? <laughs> like, I can just imagine one day when everybody in the world wakes up like hungover. Um. Okay, so they're on the subway, and it's uh, they have there's this like old woman who is panhandling and Wanda is just basically like, get the fuck out of here. And oh, die. To be yes. <laughs> Whoa. Jesus. Which is telling because of later, but anyway. Right. And Barbie is like, no, here's some money. Gives her some money. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. And then... um. She starts flipping out because there's a dog there. Now, this one I was a little bit confused by because she's still flipping out about this dog. But it's like 
Okay, so when these oh, don't worry about Rowley, he won't hurt you. He's just a little puppy, aren't you, Rowley? Um, I totally the first read through thought that this was their dog, that I had like mm. missed something, that this was the like their dialogue, and then when they're out without the dog later, I'm like, wait, okay, that wasn't them. My bad. I yeah, thought I that just, they had a little dog with them, and that was going to be part of the thing. Some random person. Well, they do end up having a dog with them at some point. They do. <laughs> just not particularly briefly. little. Very briefly. Yeah. And not a puppy like Rowley. Right. And Barbara's really upset about her outburst and the way that she, like, flees. But Wanda says that you've got to get a thicker skin if you're going to be living here because that kind of shit happens all the time. Like, as she says, it's a city full of crazies. Um, I was just reading uh, I mentioned to you guys off the air that I've been rereading the Runaways comic series and uh, the issue I just read there's a great, they're meeting with the Kingpin and they think that She-Hulk is at the table next to them and Kingpin is like, that's not She-Hulk and he's like, dude, she's green this is New York (laughs) (laughs) oh my god, I remember that issue yes, that was amazing Um, so what is the deal with this panhandling homeless lady? She's crazy. Afraid of dogs. crazy. I feel like there's got to be some significance to that. There's got to be something about this woman. She well, shows up. She's got a very specific fear of dogs. She's like the only person who notices the moon fucking vanishing and reappearing. And then she winds up saving Barbie's life. Well, inadvertently. Also- her grandson was one of the victims of the connoisseur, from what we understand, right? Was so, that? Uh, was that what that was implying? Her grandson was she when she mentions when she meets Wanda officially and they converse. She mentions uh-huh. not cre- she's not she doesn't she's not complete she's completely like not unfazed about meeting um a, a transgender person because of the fact that she mentions her grandson and then she was he she said he he always she always knew he was going to you know, was very effeminate growing up, et cetera. And then when Wanda asks where, what happened to him, she said, oh, they found him dead in a hotel. I didn't right. remember that. I just figured I, that it was, I mean. I, I got, didn't think about it being the Corinthian, but I guess it could have been. No, the connoisseur, the connoisseur. Remember, the connoisseur was, connoisseur was one of the um, serial killers, and he specialized yeah. in only killing uh, pre-op t- trannies. Or oh, that's true. Or, oh, right. Interesting. I don't think there's a whole lot of significance to the I don't like dogs thing. I think she's just kind of, you know, a weird homeless lady in New York. Mm, I don't believe you. New York, Natasha. I don't believe you, but that's fine. (laughs) I just feel like there's no way he throws something in there and it's just like, oh, yeah, no, that meant nothing. And that was just whatever. Nope. Doesn't happen. Don't believe you. You liar. Lying liar face. Fine. Don't believe me. (laughs) (laughs) Moving on. Um, okay, so she's she's wandering around talking about how much she doesn't like dogs over and over again, and then of course she runs into Martin fucking Tenbones. Aww, Martin <laughs> Tenbones is the cutest. Martin Tenbones is what I imagined uh, Crookshanks to look like, except ginormous and a dog. <laughs> yes, and a dog, but he looks very much like a cat. Let's be honest. He he does kind of have that. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, to an extent. Look at his claws in this one panel when she freaks out. The uh, those claws look like cat claws. Yeah, um, it's almost like he like. It's almost as if 
he is a hybrid like dog cat the loyalty and and brains of a dog and the body of a cat mm, um, cat. Yeah. yeah i love him though and the fact that he dies i can't even tell you how bummed out i was he reminded me of um the fiddler's green ah yeah you know and so I, it was just like Fiddler, if he had been murdered all of a sudden, I would have just been so bummed out. And it was so brief. You don't even, He doesn't even get to meet up with Barbie first. He gets killed before he even gets to talk to her. Oh, I mean, they get to speak briefly, but it's, he's on his fucking deathbed, and it's just yeah. the worst. I hated it. Well, hey, fuck the police, man. That's right. You know what? You said it. Um, okay, <laughs> anyway. Um, so... Yeah, she runs into him. He's flipping out. And we have this moment where they go to a diner, Wanda and Barbie, and they're talking about her dreams. And uh, Wanda has this really fucking weird dream. Weirdzo Lila Lake. You remember the weirdzos? And I'm like, is this supposed to be a thing? Like a reference to another comic? I, I think it might be the Bizarros. Or- ah. It's a reference to the Bizarro, which here's the thing I find interesting. So Bizarro Superman exists in this world because this is uh, an, the, the Vertigo line. So, you know, DC Comics, etc. Mm-hmm. So I understand the reference to Bizarro Superman. I don't know. I did not know that it was a comic book in this world. So I'm wondering if Neil Gaiman just in, invented that maybe just for this story. I don't know. I wonder when... The Bizarro storyline started coming up. I mean, oh, these it, are it, way older because the Bizarro Super Superman stuff is like '70s stuff. This is like some right age storylines. But I mean, yeah, I, I, I wonder if you know DC goes through so many like major canon altering events. Like that's one of the things I really hate about the regular DC universe, and they've they've started doing it more and more with Marvel lately, which is pissing me off. But I mean, every like couple of years. They have to do this huge fucking epic crossover series where everything changes. And all of a sudden, this one part of comics history never happened, but this other part of comics history totally happened. And they reverse it. And it's just so fucking confusing. Um, that is because Owen has often lamented the fact that I'm not into comics. And that is a main, the main reason why for me. Yeah. I like having the solidity of canon for various reasons for my own peace of mind for merchandising shit because i like to buy little whatnots for you know (laughs) the just like feeling like i know the characters and i can't feel that way if they change all the fucking time and for him that's part of the fun of it i think is all of the different incarnations that they can have but yeah. it Super just Magic. bothers me. Stuff like that. Yeah. So it just, for me, that's like way not fun. I just hate that. Like for me, if Harry Potter were in some versions, you know, the orphan who was almost killed by Voldemort and in other versions was, oh, the Dursleys really were his parents, but he was disowned by them because they were really followers of Voldemort. I would just hate that so much to have two totally different versions. Well, I mean, it's an it's an economic thing because when you write a book, you're you're publishing the book, you're selling the book. The book's not going to change or keep going until it's over, right? Mm -hmm. When you're right, when you're publishing comics, 
comics are a medium that are kind of meant to go as long as they're profitable. That's why mm-hmm. Spider-Man went like 500-some fucking issues. And so it's a constant quest to change things up and keep things fresh that people will start – will keep buying them, mm-hmm. especially yeah. um, given recent decades and the fact that comics you know, have not been doing well uh, in the modern era. So all, you know, DC was – I mean all the comic companies have this really – have this tendency – it's not weird because it makes sense financially. They have this tendency to be like, all right, so-and-so time-traveled and uh, you know this character is black now, so isn't that cool? And this character is a woman now, isn't that cool? And Which is fine, but it's like they just they, – they fuck with their core canon over and over and over and over again to keep things fresh and new and different. Mm-hmm. And that can be a source of real frustration. Aunt May has died so many times. or So many times. Near, she's been shot so many times. She may as well be an Avenger. I just <laughs> I, – I understand that. But there's something that bothers me about the idea that in order to keep things, quote, fresh – that you have to completely reinvent a person from top to bottom. It just, I don't know. And I haven't had to do this. So maybe if I was a writer, I would be like, shut the fuck up. You don't know what you're talking about. But it just, I feel like, isn't there a way that you can work within the confines of what's been established and still make it new and interesting and do something surprising with it without having them completely be renamed sometimes? Like there being like, you know, three different, Ant-Man's or however many. At, at least three. Seven, Robin, um, basically. Yeah. Exactly. Or, or basically, they, uh, what they do is they have Batman, they continuously try to move forward and have new Batman that are not Bruce Wayne, but I think what happens is the fan base freaks the hell out because they're like, rah, 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 Bruce Wayne, rah, 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 Batman, Batman. What, what are they like again? I'm sorry, Anton. One can more you time. Do that? Can you do that again? They... <laughs> <laughs> it's true though when they when they revealed that uh, like several years back they they made it to where Gr- dick grayson was gonna become bruce wayne for i mean batman for a while and the fandom apparently the die hard batman fans pretty much had a hissy fit i mean that's what fans do that, that's i remember when uh it was ridiculous I, and some people I, actually actually enjoyed the book when it did come out I love the conversations that happen on the Unspoiled Facebook page. I just want to say that. And I love everybody on the Unspoiled Facebook page. But uh, the other day, Ryan Reisman posted on there. We had been having this whole big conversation about Marvel villains and all this shit. And I told him to watch Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. And he finally went and watched it. And he wrote a little bit review of it, which was very good. But one thing he said was, like, in my mind, I just pictured things differently. And it's like, that's the eternal fan complaint. Mm -hmm. Like, you can't do this because I think it should be a certain way. And unfortunately, the realities of the situation, the realities of the fact that Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. is a TV show and not a movie, the realities of the fact that comics is is an industry where people need to profit and make money or it's not going to keep going. So many wonderful comics have gone away after such a short period of time just because, for whatever reason, they weren't profitable. And I think that the comics industry doesn't place a lot of faith in the sophistication of their fan base because they are still marketing mainly to kids. Mm-hmm. So they, they, I'm sure they could. They have the creative capacity to tell stories about their characters, new stories that change them and alter them without just giving them a superficial makeover. But And they have done that in the past. That has been done. That's one of the, you know... The greatest thing about comics is that they can be so amazing. They're usually not, 
But when they're good, they, it's the best form of art that has ever existed. But usually that comes in spite of financial interests, not because of them. And, you know, comics look at – the comic producers look at their product and they say, okay, kids today want this character to be totally different. I guess so. I mean – I get what you're saying, and I don't think you're wrong. I just, it's a huge deterrent for me in oh, terms of getting you. involved, you know? And I wish that I didn't feel that way because I know that Owen want, like, would like for me to be more involved with it and, so that he could talk to me about stuff and make some of the jokes that he does and I would actually fucking get it. <laughs> but it's just, I, I don't like not knowing where I should start. I, I feel like there's no choice but to start at the very beginning because there are going to be references made so far back that... It won't make sense if I haven't read everything. And I think I, that is kind of the biggest part for me is how overwhelming it feels to get involved with it when you kind of have to know the whole history in order to truly appreciate a lot of the storylines that involve outside characters and references and things like that. Yeah. Fair enough. But there are some series that are a little self-contained, such as The Runaways. The Hawkeye um, standalone series that was written by Matt Fraction that concluded last year was really good. You did not need to know about all the major Marvel stuff. It was just interesting if, you know, Poker Night at Avengers Mansion. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, and, and they'll, you know, they'll, and if you didn't know that his ex-wife was Mockingbird, they'll bring it up. And you, all, that's all you need to know is they're divorced and they're on, they're on speaking terms because, you know, they have to work together as Avengers. sorry i'm not laughing at what you're saying i'm just laughing at the fact that there was no fucking way in hell we are getting through this entire thing oh god sorry (laughs) i was just thinking that i was like man we were saying we were gonna do this in one shot and i'm just not sure that that's gonna happen we were still hey guys it is ryan i'm not sure if you know this about me but i'm a bit of a fun fanatic when i can i like to work but i like fun too it's a thing and now the truth is out there i can tell you about my favorite place to have fun Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere, and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. First issue we've been talking for like an hour. <laughs> uh, sorry, guys. Yeah, we were <laughs> intending to do this in one shot, but we might. I think we might do better to split it up. Might have to do three and three for this one. Um, but hey, you got this great scintillating discussion about the comic book industry. So what are you bitching about? And I'm, I'm interested to hear what other people think because I'm not sure how many people listen to the show who aren't big comic book readers. You know, like I get the impression that Sandman is of a type of comic that really stretched across from and reached out to people who were not comic book fans and maybe either got them into it or this was the only comic they have ever read. Or it got a lot of females on board to comics and after they finished the Sandman, they're like, I want to get more into this genre, this medium. It's more adult, which is the hallmark of Vertigo, and it's more literary in its quality. So, Um, I think that... I I, I would just like to hear from people, if y'all are listening out there and would like to contribute your opinion on what the deal is with the whole, uh, you know, canon versus not. And something like this is great because this is the only version there is. This is it, you know? So I think that's part of what appeals to me too about doing this or doing something like fables or saga is that they are so much more contained that it doesn't feel like it's a huge undertaking to jump into that world. (laughs) But Uh, preacher, 
or preacher. Oh. There you go. But, just saying, since Miles said he likes it, and oh you do God. get into Marvel without feeling like you're dipping, dipping in too deep. I <laughs> love Runaways so much. Just the tip. So much. Just the tip. <laughs> just Runaway the tip. <laughs> but anyways, yeah, sorry. Back to Martin Tenbones. Okay, yeah. So Martin Tenbones, poor guy. So he just like... They're, the police are in the background completely flipping out on this cat while I'm calling him a cat. I'm sorry. I'm just going to do it. Um, completely flipping out on him while Wanda and Barbie are having coffee in the diner and they are not aware of the fact that this is going on. And he looks so fucked up. He's got this like puffy eye. Oh my God. It hurt. Oh, my poor little heart. I can't deal with it. And he's bleeding too. And then he's, just in, he's a hot mess. Oh. His inner monologue was really, I mean, it was it's awesome. This yeah, place it's is frightening, but I am not afraid. This is a bright place filled with frightened people and fast, hard things that hurt and wound. Oh, stop. I, I hate you know, it. People shout, high stone cliffs tower upon each side of me. I am brave. I am not afraid. Yes, he is. He's scared. That's okay, yeah. Martin. That's okay. Um, okay, so... We also found out, by the way, Al- uh, Wanda's real name in that diner scene. Oh, which, Alvin. Her name is Alvin. <laughs> which, why would you do that to your child? Really, honestly. Oh, Alvin, really? Uh. Oh, yeah. And then there's this uh, little moment with Barbie talking about Ken finding this girl named Cindy. With who, an S. Yes. Ah. Oh, no. Bringing him home. And she's Bring like, it just, home, it got yeah. really shitty. And I was like, oh, my God. Yeah, this sounds like the worst fucking thing ever. Yeah. Um, after that, I wouldn't talk to him. I wouldn't, you know, S E X. Um, so, okay. Martin is out in the streets. They leave the diner finally. And, um, and I love this too. I wasn't allowed to read comics when I was a girl. Pop said they were unladylike. <laughs> nice. Nice dropping that in there. On. I love, and then uh, Wanda starts talking about how she thinks her parents tell their friends she's dead, Ugh. which is fucked up. And she's got this line here where she says, "They've still got my old room at home on the farm, just like it was when I left. All my old toys and everything lay down on the bed, just like a shrine or something." Creepy. Which resonates briefly with Barbie with the word toys, but it's exactly like what she finds in the land later. Yeah, that's true. Nice. Yeah. Anyway. And then she recognizes Martin Tenbones, uh, who recognizes her just as he's being shot to death. Princess? My princess? Bang, 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 bang. Oh, he lands, like, you right at their bastard. Feet. I hated it so much. He looks so sad and regal and terrible. It's like Aslan getting killed on the stone table. Oh, my God. It totally is. Uh, um. And he says, my princess, I came for you. The land, the land needs you. Please come back to us. Fulfill your quest. The cuckoo, it will destroy us all. Oh. And he's got the porpentine. It's around his neck and he gives it to her. Yes. Which is such a strange word and I would like to know where the hell that came from. <laughs> um, and this is at this moment, because he does die, Wanda is watching and is like, are you crying? What's going on? Oh. How weird would it be to have something that's been in your dreams over and over again just appear in front of you? I can't even think of something that's been in my dreams consistently that would like that I would recognize in real life and be like, oh, that was in my dreams all these times. I can't think of a single thing. 
it's so jarring because it's like she realizes that hey this is this is a character that exists in my dreams and it's here in the real world so to speak and now it's dead it's like mm-hmm. yeah weird rush of feeling and it's yeah uh, and then you what? see her record makeup like smudging and yeah running yeah one yeah. of the other things that always bothered me about this, for whatever reason, I don't really know why, but the cop is like, out of the way, bimbo. Yes. I'm like, dude, what, because she's attractive? What's wrong with you? Like, Yeah, that's pretty much all it takes. Yeah. She's hot. Write her off. Um, so it flashes from this back into the dreaming and all of the little creatures sitting around talking to each other. And I was so excited to find out that these were toys later because I could not make heads nor tails of what insanity was happening here. <laughs> we have this like bird creature with like a, a dicky with a bow tie on it. But we yeah. get the impression that Luz is a female though, right? Yeah. yeah she is. She definitely is. And so then the- we have the monkey wearing the bellhop outfit. And I, I was like, where are his symbols? And then <laughs> the rat in the trench coat and fedora that says press in the brim. That's right. And, and Wilkinson is such a cloud of, he's just a gray cloud. Yes. Yeah. He's like the Eeyore of the land. <laughs> I loved it so much, though. They're such weirdos. It's just such a great, like, the kinds of kids' toys that you just don't really think of. I'm like, I like to think that they're all characters from some like kids TV show like Dora the Explorer or SpongeBob or something. But can yeah. you imagine like out of context somebody writing something where a character that looks exactly like SpongeBob SquarePants is just walking around and you have no idea what SpongeBob even is. There's no like how <laughs> fucking bizarre would that be? And you're just like is that a is that like a kitchen sponge with pants on what the fuck is that thing i feel feel that if uh, someone rescues a child from north korea and exposes them to disney but then it's like you know the disney art where it's all the princesses all together regardless of what their canon stories are it would be confusing like that oh man like have a mermaid and a girl ready to go to a party (laughs) (laughs) um and a belly dancer oh belly dancing i used to do that some japanese chick with a katana was she Chinese? Yeah, sorry. My bad. How dare you, sir? <laughs> we have not had a Japanese Disney princess yet. No? Uh, no, we have not. Interesting. Yeah, and but you know why? Because a lot of the Japanese folklore would be hella bloody. That's so, true. They <laughs> how to incorporate bloodshed. Like, it was like, this is super violent. Oh, shit, dude. The end of the original Little Mermaid story, she's, like, transformed into a blob of seafoam, so... Oh, God, you know. it's yeah, true. Well... Ew. Yeah. But so then, I love how sorry, go ahead, Miles. No, no, you're fine. <laughs> I love how so so um he's basically being negative um Wilkinson about the fact that you know Martin Ten Bones is dead. We're all screwed. Might as yeah. well die and get it over with. And then loses like Wilkinson for Murphy's sake. Be quiet, please. Yes, I love it so much. <laughs> that was the first moment that I really I think noticed the use of Murphy, and I was like, wait, what's that? Um, <laughs> so then it, we go back to Wanda helping Barbie up the stairs and into her apartment because Barbie is in some bad shape and um, she's telling, telling her it was only a dog or something it didn't even hurt you Barb I mean they shot it before it could do any damage 
And Barb, I think I want to be on my own now, please. Oh, poor thing. Like, how the hell do you even say that? Like, um, I'm really upset because I think that was a dream cat that I had as a child. <laughs> and I'm, we were really close. And yeah, he, I, we were like buds. So that's super sad to me. Um, and Wanda runs into fucking Creepster George. Right. The lady in apartment one, she's not very well. And I appreciate butt out, George. It's none of your business. She's just had a hard day. I was like, thank you, dude. Seriously. Because it sounds like he's standing around waiting to find out who is, like, basically the easiest prey to take down. He sounds super sketchy just butting in like this. I was like, I really appreciate you just telling him to fuck off right now. Um, She starts remembering everything now because she's got the porpentine. Yes. Which is really pretty. Yeah, I would just like to say, it, uh, it kind of reminds me of the um, Rose Walker. Ja- no, 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 sorry, the Unity Kincaid had that necklace. Remember? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Okay. It almost looks kind of like the ruby in some ways. It does. I'm wondering if maybe. Well, I mean, I guess we'll get to that when when we get to the later issues. But I feel that maybe it's a fragment of the dreaming. Maybe. Maybe could be. Yeah. I really like the idea that it was uh, modeled after one of the actual Barbie dolls accessories. <laughs> that would oh, be my wow. preference. Because it kind of looks like that. Very gilded with the pink stone in the middle. I would really enjoy that. It's in the like, 60s, right? So this would have been right up that alley. Yeah. yeah. Um, There's this brief moment where she sees a bunch of, like, I guess they're crows or maybe they're cuckoos. They're I don't know. cuckoos. Yeah. But yeah, they're flying around and then they like disappear. I really yeah. love the way that that was drawn. That was cool. Yeah, that's neat. And um, and she's really like flipping out at this point, thinking that she's losing her mind. Meanwhile, Creepster George is in his apartment eating cuckoos, which <laughs> the cuckoo appears to have zero problem with this. And it I, seems I, fine. I I thought that maybe these were, like, his siblings that were, like, leaving the body to spy on Barbara, then come back and, like, enter his body. Yeah, like, that's how they get back in. Yeah. Okay. Um, it's just weird, because at some point later, doesn't he, like, open his uh, shirt and he's just got, like, a rib cage? Yeah. And then yeah. he was flying in. I, and re- but remember, in, in some point later, he also mentions that it was nice being in one body with all his brothers or something. Yeah. So. I just, you know... If his rib cage is all there is, couldn't they just like sneak in in there? Why they? Why has he got to stuff him in his mouth? That's just because he got a, a dramatic. With <laughs> all the got, fucking feathers sticking out. Oh my god. He's also got this poster of her in his room, like a total fucking creeper. Oh my god. Yeah. Well, oh. I mean, if they if Princess Barbie is like the the evil figure of their culture. Well, I mean, like you know, since he's on the side of the cuckoo, you mm-hmm. know what I mean. It's kind of like keeping posters of Voldemort around, I suppose, and being, like, super anti-Death Eater. You're like, <laughs> no, your enemy. Um, and the smile that they put on his face. The, the artists who do these are really big fans of creepy-ass smiles. You don't know uh, us, Princess Barbara, but the children of the cuckoo know you. Oh, yes. We know all about you. And then... Chapter two. Hey, guys, we're moving right along here. Sweet. Um, <laughs> so she gets woken up by the uh, buzzer and it is Hazel, her neighbor, coming in. 
because she's preggers and she does not know what to do about it or how to even tell. Yeah, she's like, how do you know if you're pregnant? Which was a dun-dun-dun. I just, Hazel, you're, I mean, you're a dyke. I was like, <laughs> really? Okay. She's like, tell me something I don't know. Gosh, I, okay, so what is your what are your thoughts? Because, okay, it's issue two now, and I think we've already set the stage, as of Barbara as being kind of not, well acclimated in new york city i mean i think it makes sense because i think of barbara as uh reese witherspoon's character in legally blonde <laughs> like she's like likable and stylish and like people accept her because she's super pretty but she doesn't really fit you know she's just <laughs> just a little bit too other and that's kind of how I feel about Barbie here. Is that, like, you know, everybody seems to like her. And it's not like she's getting a lot of flack for being painting her face in a checkerboard pattern like a fucking weirdo. But uh, she just doesn't quite there. suit, you know. But yeah. Oh, you're right. You're right. It's just so weird because, I mean, I don't know. It's, it's she's. I guess she's a protagonist, for lack of a better term, right? Mm-hmm. Definitely. That she's not that effective. Well, she ended up doing all that much. I have to say, and I've talked about this with Owen, I think for the Star Wars or maybe something, I don't remember, but we were just talking about the fact that a lot of protagonists just aren't that interesting because they have to symbolize the everyman. And that's really hard to capture and still give somebody a personality. And they don't have to, but they usually, but do. they usually do like, you know, that's sort of the thing when it's a very standard story, when it's sort of yeah. like a, you know, epic kind of quest thing like this is um and so the side characters are the ones that you wind up getting really attached to because they have much more distinctive personalities whereas the main characters often are sort of vessels for us to put ourselves into the story almost in a little bit mm-hmm. of a way sure um sure. so yeah i i think Honestly, I enjoy that this is Barbie in that he even has the poster of her with the fucking Barbie like logo on it in George's room (laughs) just because it puts it in the context of here's a, a character that like and Barbie as a character as a doll, I mean, who everybody sort of writes off as being this quote bimbo useless over sexualized like just a symbol for all that is wrong with how we portray and perceive women sure and have her be the like very ordinary person in many ways and not have this glamorous life and not be fucking stupid or ditzy or whatever i actually really like that and i think that's part of what made me like this whole chapter so much or this whole volume Mm -hmm. because when we first meet barbie she's with ken and they're very much like caricatures of what you would imagine barbie and ken to be like and i found them the creepiest i thought they were number one creepiest couple in the series so far was barbie and ken when they were still in there you know like oh eerie yeah any valley with the way they were behaving um but now that she's kind of let go of that weird persona and seems to be being more real, I just, I think that's a really interesting concept. 
and taking something that has been so reviled. And I mean, I hated Barbies when I was little and I didn't even like know why I didn't get what bothered me so much about them, but my cousin would want to play with Barbies and I would always just be like, what do you even do? You just make them look like they're walking around and talking to each other. This is the most boring thing I've ever seen in my life. (laughs) Meanwhile, I would go outside and play with mud and be like, I'm an orphan and I've been, uh, I'm on the run from the orphanage with the evil headmistress and I have to make mud dolls that come alive to defend me while I run away. Like this was the shit I played at. And yet my cousin was like, barbie and i just did not understand (laughs) so having this character that i just detested so much when i was little and having her be yes she's a fucking princess she's literally in her world like her dream world she is a princess with toys that worship and follow her it's so stereotypical barbie barbie playtime and yet he's made it into this like awful creepy thing it's so great i just really like it a lot very subversive yeah definitely and and it's almost it's more subversive for the fact that she's so incredibly ordinary so much of the time Mm -hmm. you know um okay so hazel over here she's has this guy come home with her because he was tired and he wants to stay at her place but he's like i swear nothing's gonna happen and then (laughs) his thing got all hard and we just kind of we sort of did it but there was no way i could get pregnant because we did it standing up sure that's how that works oh my god and this is before we had bush around to mess with the sex education right i could not deal with this, like my grandmother, I remember my mother telling me that my grandmother told her, well, if you just douche after sex, you won't get pregnant. <laughs> well, my grandmother had four children, so that worked out. Yeah. Um, right. But even my mom, as a young girl who, you know, it was the 70s, I'm sure she didn't have the greatest sex education either, was like, I'm pretty sure that's not how that goes. <laughs> But, yeah, this just made me super sad. Oh, speaking of old school shit, Hazel's like, I don't have to kill a rabbit, do I? What the fuck is that? I don't even know what that is. Oh, yeah, that's like the – it was the police test, right? Um, Ah, shit. I know this, but it's slipping my mind. It was like you you use a rabbit somehow to determine if somebody's had sex and if the rabbit dies. I don't remember. What type of Appalachian magic is (laughs) this? Neither of you. Okay, wait. Neither of you have any idea what I'm talking about. Never heard of it. That is Tennessee stuff. Is this? Hold. I'm fucking looking this up right now. Oh my god. This is a real thing. The rabbit test. The creepy magic that people practice or medicine. What passes for medicine in Appalachia? And yeah, no, dude. It was a pregnancy test developed at the University of Pennsylvania in like the 30s, and. It was based on the obs- – this is from Wikipedia. It was based on the observation that when urine from a woman in the early months of pregnancy is injected into immature female mice, the ovaries of the mice enlarge and show follicular maturation. Um, it, it's a pregnancy test, basically. It's like a magic fucking – like you said, magic Appalachian pregnancy test. <laughs> it was so, from the University of Pennsylvania, for God's sake. You but it was get more Appalachian than that. It's okay, true. <laughs> Still, this is some weird shit. 
Oh my god. Uh, yeah. Okay. Well, I'm fine with not knowing anything like more if about that. If she's pregnant, that happens, the like... rabbit dies, and if she's not, it doesn't, or some shit. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I heard about it from my friend's mom back in high school. Oh my gosh. I was gonna say this sounds like something that that Miss uh, that Tre- Trelawney would have taught her body patil in them. Yes. <laughs> right. Yeah, like, you guys are there in that. Those my favorite part of book three is probably the crazy that is Professor Trelawney's class. Um, anyway. Okay, so she basically tells her, uh, guys think with their cocks, don't ever believe them, you're probably <laughs> pregnant, and here's your mug back. The end. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so that it from there um hazel's like oh by the way you look like shit you should get some sleep and she's like yeah i probably should but i really don't want to fall asleep um and then she says i want to go for a walk walk down to the waterfront and stare at lady liberty while the sun comes up and then goes and get mugged and raped by a new york crazy before i get five blocks maybe not a great idea um so we get some weird shit coming onto this television. Uh, first off, talking about the giant dog that was shot dead. Oh, saddest. And then what the fuck, Wonder Wool, all over the damn place in this volume, killing oh, yeah. me. <laughs> um, they're Q-tips that come in in flavors. What the fuck do people do with Cinnamon Q-tips? Refreshment and new salsa. First New of all, salsa. Why are you using salsa flavored Q-tips? What the fuck <laughs> are you doing with your Q-tips? Can you imagine the some the person's face when they put the new salsa flavor in their ear to clean? I can't deal with what that even is. <laughs> um, that's like habanero flavored condoms or something. Oh I don't... no! That's I just have to, I have to say real quick. There's this place in in downtown Seattle. Uh, called Capital Cider that is all about like br- all different kinds of cider, and there is a habanero cider there oh my God. that is so fucking good. Oh, okay, it's unbelievable. It actually like if you can imagine spicy cider, it, I, it's I can't even describe it, but it's really good. Interesting. Just saying, um, but yeah, habanero, habanero cider, dude. I'm fucking hungry best. now. Thanks, guys. <laughs> okay, so. Then there's this weird, uh, she's such a beautiful baby, we think we'll name her after you. And it's uh, Hazel and Foxglove sitting on top of the TV. And she'll be available in cinnamon freshman or new salsa flavor. Thessaly's <laughs> vanilla. Oh, what? God. And she looks like a Raggedy Ann doll, I guess. Yeah. Do yeah. not care for that. Um, And then, hello Barbie, my name's Nuala. I'm... I'm rather new at this. In fact, I probably shouldn't be here at all. You have to be careful. They won't tell me very much, but there's something bad on the way. And she, this is all you see. Like, there's no appearance of Nuala. There's no, oh, really? Wow, that's really weird. And then Nuala disappears. This is it. This one frame of her. Yeah. So I was really confused when later she's like, I went and warned her. And I was like, wait, you did? And I had to go back and find it because I did not remember at all. Yeah, like kind of like on paper right <laughs> um 
<laughs> watch the stupid TV. Our next guest is someone I've always wanted to see on the show, humanitarian, wit, gourmet, and international traveler. So please welcome your ex-husband, Ken. Woo! I love that Ken! that is how he's introduced as your ex-husband, Ken. Yeah. Um, then ex-wives, huh? One minute they're frigid bitches who can't cook too good either. The next they go off to New York and paint dumb things on their faces in a desperate attempt to seem interesting. Ouch, dude. Oh, that is scalding. That is, she yep. needs a, several ice packs for that burn. Seriously, fuck that guy, though. I oh, mean. my God. <laughs> I mean, that's not even like, is it him? Is it not him? I guess it's I think him. It's, I feel like it's her like perception of what he would be saying to her. You know what I mean? Yeah. Oh, that's so sad. Because remember, the host later steps up and is like, Barbie, is that true? Are you secretly really a boring person? Yeah. <laughs> Um, like, I've had that thought about myself so many times in the past. Are you secretly like, really boring? Yeah, absolutely. I have had that moment, and then I talk to other people, and I'm like, oh, no, I'm not boring. <laughs> <laughs> I just get bored. You're a podcast, Natasha. You're not boring. No, oh, that by no means is a guarantee of <laughs> jack shit, as anybody who's listened to any other podcast knows very well. There are some people out there that I'm like, why on earth do you even want to listen to yourself talking? Never mind, force other people to listen to you. <laughs> and I'm just going to leave that there because I'm so passive aggressive. Okay. Barbie wanders. Throwing shade. I'm throwing straight up ink. Um, <laughs> I use her right. Am I getting better at this? Yeah, you You're did it. Better. Sweet. <laughs> We're going to start giving you colors now so you can collect a rainbow. <laughs> they will give you blue uh, I have to reserve each color for a certain type of insult when um, my friends act like bad gays we joke about taking away colors from the rainbow <laughs> I like it bad gay we're penalizing you we're taking away violet we're, we're revoking your purple card um, don't take indigo man I need my indigo yeah um Okay, so she is about to go out for a walk. She's like, yeah, this isn't working. And then she just, like, falls right to sleep and goes into the dreamland again. And fucking what's-his-face is there. Oh, took your time, didn't you? I was like, Jesus, she's a fucking princess, and you're talking to her like this? Show some goddamn respect. <laughs> I had no patience. Also, that gown that we were talking about, it's finally on her. Oh, yes. With the amazing waistline. <laughs> yeah. Um... And then George is watching everybody, waiting for them all to fall asleep. Not creepy uh, at all. Not creepy at all. No. No. And I love the detail of Thessaly brushes her hair 100 times. Like, he is very good at making her seem like no consequence at all. Like, yeah. just really boring and just so, so boring as to be unnoticeable. You know, like a background character. And then when she turns out to be like, the like badass player that she is i was like yeah. wait what 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 um so this is when he he sent he opens his uh chest up opens his rib cage and lets all of the cuckoos with a, out with a fucking exacto knife it, no it's a fucking <laughs> box cutter Have, oh is it really I mean, yeah like exacto knife to me that's because I used to use those when I worked at Whole Foods, and Owen still uses those for work. The box cause he has one that like is always laying around. So I saw that, and I was like, "Yo, yikes!" Nice. Oh. 
position in which he like cuts himself open that is some hannibal shit right yeah this was yeah i mean I and no even, idea even if that's the, true or not i was the, thinking i'm like miles is agreeing with him and has no shit idea whether that's true or not <laughs> <laughs> i just wanted to sound cool <laughs> He's heard stories of how epically beautiful the gore is presented in that show. Yeah, you guys have told me all about that shit. Um, so it's time my brothers fly. And then he, like, falls backwards and his chest is apparently, like, all sealed up again. Um, and these... Yeah, I guess so. And what follows is these cuckoos are going to each person's uh, shoulder while they're sleeping and giving them horrible nightmares. And yep. it's really interesting what each nightmare is. So the one... Man, this guy knows horror. This dude... Like, it well, is... Yeah. I hate it. And again, this is an echo of the doll's house. Oh, yeah. Get, like, glimpse of everybody's dreams who's living in that house. I just can't... I admire so much that he is able to write horror the way he is. Because I think I'm too frightened to go there in my brain. Mm. And the fact that he is able to tap into this and make it real, like feel really real with trying to force her to undergo this surgery and the whole like concept of this, her being a woman, but being terrified of the actual surgery and just not willing to take that extra step is such a like human thing yeah, and so completely understandable. And, uh, it had also... Back then, we weren't as sophisticated with the trans surgery as we are now. That's true. Um, so this whole like nightmare really was... And the fact that everybody speaks the opposite. So she's saying, no, don't do this. And they're like, see how glad she is that we're doing this? Maybe she'll give us presents later. I was like, Fucking oh bizarros. God, I hate it. Then Hazel's dream is the worst thing that's ever happened. Um, so there's this box... And there is a dead baby in it who's been sewn up after an autopsy. The baby is put into the crib with the other live baby that's fine. It's Fox Loves Baby. Yeah. And it comes alive and eats the other baby alive. It is so fucking hideous. Oh my yeah. god, I can't. I can't. I'm like looking at this image right now. Like, why are you doing this to me? And when it <laughs> starts to uh, reanimate, it's like so that weird slow sound, slow movement. Mm -hmm. Like, yeah. God, it's so gross. This is just really, really well illustrated. There's, they just really nailed the creepy factor in every frame. Just got it. Um, Go ahead and assume Kelly Jones had nothing to do with this. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, Kelly Jones. I'm sorry, but you really were not good. Um, so then Judy shows up from the fucking diner. Ah, uh, this was awesome because I really was like, wait, she looks really familiar. And then she's like, well, you know, the diner. And I was like, oh my god, what? And it's not even that, but it's like you you didn't know that. I mean, I'm sure you thought Fox Club. Who the hell names our kid Fox Club? Right. <laughs> Well, I assumed that Foxglove wasn't her real name, but I didn't. It didn't like occur to me. But this, this was just the little connections that are all over the place are so much fun. I just really enjoy that. And um, is she as pretty as me? Is she? No, no, she's not. I was like, ouch. 
Does she make you feel like I made you feel? No, but she never hit me. Um, which I had forgotten that that was part of the argument that they had. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I've got something in my eye and I was like waiting uh-huh. for uh, her to like yank her eyeball out of her head. And then I was like, oh, wait, it's the fucking I can see the glory. Oh, my God. Yep. You're the worst. He is the worst. I hate him. Ah. <laughs> uh, what a shit. Oh, I hate you. Okay. And then we got Cecily, which is my favorite. Cecily. Oh, what Cecily. in the fucking what? This was the most gorgeous thing. She opens one eye, looks at this bird, grabs it, kills it, <laughs> and then it just bursts into flames. And she's just no, like, huh. Like she set it on fire. Well, either way, she's completely composed, sitting in her bed with a handful of flames. She is the most, I mean, let's be fair, Cecily is the strongest character out of this team right now. In she is so of, like, fucking badass. I love her. <laughs> oh my god. And it's so funny because she looks like someone Giles dated in <laughs> <laughs> Didn't he have that mouthy librarian girlfriend at one point in time? Nah, she was hot, man. What's her name? Uh, Calendar? Oh, no, Jen- Jenny- Jennifer Calendar. Yeah, Jenny Calendar. She was a techno-pagan. She yeah. Was hell. Sorry, yeah. I was thinking about um remember they sent um some bureau bureaucrats from the order <laughs> to watch them. Oh yeah. Oh <laughs> yeah. And doesn't she wind up being bananas? Yeah, she does and wind up being bananas cuz she was the one who ends up being the watcher of Kendra or something or yes. being Either way, she kind of reminds me of Cecily because everything has to be go, go by the book and she's very matter of fact about things. Well, um, Cecily's I-, I love Cecily cuz she doesn't give a fuck about anything except somebody screwed with her. Yes. That's my favorite part is when they're like, well, we have to go help Barbie. And she's like, help her. <laughs> well, yeah, that too, I guess. Oh, my God. If we best. get around to it, I'm more interested in punishing somebody who thought they could mess with me. Who dares to fuck with my slumber? <laughs> um, so she knows immediately what the fuck is going on, which I would love to know how she nails it so completely. How does she know? How does she know? What? Because witchcraft. I guess so? I mean, apparently. No, you know what it is? Come on. And we're about to get to there, but I'll, I'll say it now. The way she talks to the fates on a first name basis. Oh, yeah. So that's something. I just, maybe it's like the way that she burned it in her hands. Was she looking at something and figuring out, like, I don't know. Just she goes straight up to his apartment. I love this. She knocks on the door. I didn't know what to expect when she's knocking on the door. And then the can the I say camera like we're watching a movie. The panel, she's illustrated with the uh, fucking knife behind her back, and I was just like, "Oh shit, yeah!" I was <laughs> so excited. I was just bummed that we didn't get to actually see her kill him, but I was still very satisfied that it happened. Mind if I uh, come in for a second? I'm just gonna stick this knife in your face because you're an asshole. I just need to plunge this blade between your ribs and and murder is that cool thanks um (laughs) she walks away don't fuck with me again (laughs) um okay so the land and barbie is kind of remembering but not really it's clearly been a while um thanks i'm barbie princess barbara heir to the land (laughs) um and she says, you know, she just doesn't even remember this. And I think it's Wilkinson who's like, oh, yeah, right, great. 
you're going to save the land. You're going to defeat the black guard and the cuckoo. All right. And you don't even know where you are. I'm like, Jesus, dude, he's just so snotty. Well, which is funny because he's also the one who like when Luz and Pranato are, are getting all depressed and shit, then Barbie's like, no, you're right. What good am I going to be? He's the one who's like, for fuck's sake, <laughs> she is the princess. She's got the porpentine. We're not giving up now because shit is finally starting to look up. Yep. So, yeah, I, I like Wilkinson. He's a, I'm a big fan. I was definitely sad when he died, and I enjoyed when he gets brought back and how, like, fucking impatient he is. <laughs> Just leave me the fuck alone. Dead. Um, when necromancy goes wrong. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Has anybody written a comic about a character called Necro Nancy? No. Calling Necro- it. TM, well, you, nobody you totally take that. You need to do that. No, that's yours. That's nobody all yours. Um, <laughs> Necromancy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, gosh. I'm having flashes of Nancy Drew right now. But... This shit is happening. I'm going to do... It's going to be a Nancy Drew, like, fanfic, kind of like a an homage, except she's going to be, like, pretty much evil. Like, <laughs> a Wednesday Adams slash... Uh, What's somebody also rather dark and violent that's female? Well, you know, uh, fill in the blank. Um, okay, so she tells them that poor Ten Bones is dead, and Luz knew that. Then we are lost. The cuckoo has won. Um, and I'm just rereading this now like, fuck you, Luz, you fucking liar. Um,. <laughs> Yeah, and this is when he says, for the grace of Murphy, she's the princess, isn't she? Well, isn't she? And she's got the porpentine. Um, and so, the hierogram is still unbroken. And I'm like, what the fuck is any of this? <laughs> I know you're just like looking at what are, are you just saying words? <laughs> <laughs> it's like not even words. Are you just saying syllables that go together as if a word exists? Um, <laughs> so we need to cross this mountain range to avoid the black. Guard, and I was really excited to find out that the Black Guard is like a group. Like I expected it to be a single guard who was just extremely badass, but it turns out that it's like an army, which was much more interesting. The Black Guard always triumphs. And I was How like, about you? I was just like, if this guy turns out to be a black guy, I'm gonna be really mad. <laughs> um, how how fucked up would that be, though? Can she defeat the Black Guard? And it's like Wesley Snipes. Um, there's no defeating Wesley Snipes never so then she unless you're the IRS oh burn ouch Um, okay so she's like alright we better get on the road and then we go back to the apartment building and everybody's waking up from their hideous nightmares and Hazel oh this is so sweet Hazel and Foxglove just like clinging to each other like oh my god I oh man isn't it the worst when you have a nightmare that's so terrible that you can't even go back to sleep have you had that yeah not in a long time I had it only like a couple months ago there was one that I woke up it was so scary I went and got up I went to the bathroom I had some water I was like okay we're good I went back to sleep right back into the same fucking nightmare like that no i was so fucking pissed that never happens when it's a good dream does it ever you never just go back into the dream when you're about to fuck 
stringer from yeah. the wire, do you? No. <laughs> so I agree. Some of my weirder dreams are the ones that are like, I wake up, take a glass of water, think I'll be okay, go back to sleep, part two. Exactly. And I don't even remember what the nightmare was. I just know that I was so scared that I woke up out of breath, like I had been yeah. sprinting. Or you wake up and you feel like you basically face the day with a sense of dread and you don't know why. It's funny that I'm, I'm talking about great dreams being like fucking Stringer from the Wire when my great dreams usually include something like eating an entire pan of lasagna but not gaining any weight. That's really my <laughs> – those are my great dreams. I'm sure I've mentioned this before on this podcast, but I my dreams I, – I don't have good dreams or bad dreams. I have dreams that are exactly like my real life. That is oh all. yeah, I think you yeah. have mentioned that, which is yeah. awful and terrible, and I'm sorry. Right. And that is why I smoke as much marijuana. <laughs> <laughs> because marijuana is a dream suppressant, and I use it for medical reasons. Because my dreams keep me awake because they're so realistic. So that's terrible. Fuck all of you. It's also legal in the state of Washington, motherfuckers. <laughs> <laughs> um. Okay. So they're. Uh, comforting each other and they're in the middle of like you know hiding out in the living room basically like I'm not going back to sleep when what's her face knocks on the door Fal- what's her name? Th- Thessaly Thessaly I just can't Thessaly. like her name is just so strange I keep forgetting it it's a place in Greece actually apparently yeah. I remember hearing that somewhere I think that's where Thessalian comes from like a, Th- a Thessalian would be a person from Thessaly ah. she did say she is the last of her kind yeah. Um. So and, she's like, just wanted to check up on you guys, and they're like, "Yeah, everything's cool, weirdo." Thanks for stopping by. Like, so no bad dreams then. And they both stop, and they're like, "What the fuck? What?" <laughs> so then they go to Wanda, and Wanda is fucking sobbing, the poor thing, and she clearly sleeps with her mascara on, which is not a good plan, Wanda, because that will break <laughs> your eyelashes right off. So you know, she probably wears false know. eyelashes, but. Yeah. Um, but yeah, she is not interested in chatting with them until once again, the bad dreams and mentioning that there's something going on with Barbie, which yeah. is so sweet. She is just so protective of Barbie. Um, so yeah, if you, um, really think something's wrong, I can let us in cause she gave me a set of spare keys. So they go in and she is on the bed with the fucking porpentine on her chest, like glowing. And uh, Thessaly is like, don't touch it, because I think that's the only thing that's keeping her alive right now. She is apparently in the know about all of this. Everything. Everything. And they are just like kind of stepping back like, yeah, all right, we're going to let you handle this shit because I don't know what's going on. And I guess you do, even though you're kind of freaking me out right now. But yeah, she goes, take him up to Georgia's room. The door's open. <laughs> yes. I loved that so fucking much. No, And I would surprise. Well, I mean, I mean, I wasn't when I first read this, I was surprised that everything was normal. No signs of struggle. So she must have dispatched him really quickly. Really yeah. quickly. Um. Yeah, the door's open. You can go straight in. I'll see you up there. And I gotta go. I, she's just so casual. I love that she doesn't mention anything beyond what they need to know in that instant. Yeah. She's just so like, and it's not because she's trying to hide anything. She's just incredibly practical. <laughs> I just, I don't know. I love her. And she only mentions that he's in the bathroom when it's convenient to be like, oh, yeah, I have to mention that he is in the bathroom. Oh, well, whatever. Oh, yeah, he's in the bathroom. Oh, he's in the bathtub. 
He's taking yeah. a bath. No, he's not taking a bath. He's in the bathtub. <laughs> in the bathtub. I killed <laughs> him. Then she finally says, I was just like, this woman is my favorite person ever. Um, I, but it's just the best way. No, he's not taking a bath. I killed him. Fucking duh. Jeez. Keep up, lady. <laughs> I, I also like that she's, uh, Wanda says she's studying art history, which makes sense considering, you know, apparently some sort of Greek immortal. So, of yes. course, art history. And my one of my favorite lines is when they're taking Barbie upstairs and Hazel notices that, you know, Wanda's in, in, in a state of undress. And she's like, Wanda, yeah, you've got a thingy. Oh, my and God. And Wanda says, Hazel, didn't anyone ever tell you that it's not polite to draw attention to a lady's shortcomings? <laughs> <laughs> that was so an amazing exchange so much. I love that. It reminded me of, uh, in, have you guys seen, of course you have, um, Independence Day? Oh, yeah. <laughs> when they're about to, like, sit down and start praying when everything's gotten really bad. And he's... Uh, saying something in hebrew and the guy hesitates and is like well i'm not jewish well nobody's perfect nobody's perfect I yeah just love that um so yeah they go in and the uh he isn't taking a bath he's in the bathtub it seemed to be the best place to put him i killed him he's dead, <laughs> he's dead. and poor hazel bugging out you haven't really have you and then he's in there and the bathtub is like leaking blood um and at this point, Foxglove is like, yeah, I'm going to call the cops. And Thessaly's like, no, you're really not. None of you is doing anything that I don't want you to do because I am terrifying and powerful and you can all sit the fuck down and shut up. Right. And it's like she says, I, I'm, I'm sorry. I don't think I'm explaining things very well. Let me try this again. Um, you're not going anywhere. You're not calling anyone. You're not leaving the room unless I want you to. Yes. Let me just try to make this clear for you. Spell it out for you if I can. Um, y- you do what I say. Yep. <laughs> I, if you like. And then she calls um, Wanda's bluff on it. And bluff- Wanda's like, ah, never mind. I <sighs> can't move. <laughs> Sorry about that, Wanda. Honestly, I don't mean you any harm. I may even need your help. I think they ask her, like, um, are you going to kill us, too? And she's like, of course not. What the fuck point of what? Why would I do that? <laughs> the best part is they keep on saying, reiterating, you're a murderer. You killed. And she goes, yeah, so. Yeah. Like, that's, not, that's not how this works. Um, okay. So then, like I said, I don't make jokes. I just never got the knack. Um, <laughs> there's stuff yeah, I have she- to do now. You can't leave the room, but you can make yourselves comfortable. She says she's going to find out what's going on by asking George. Okay, this is amazing. I was reading this at work and I just started giggling hysterically out loud because I was like, I'm reading this at work. Oh my God. (laughs) And hey, to be fair, the components for this spell can be found at Walmart. What? Well, think about it box cutter, thumbtacks, hammer. Human faces. Okay, (laughs) also found at Walmart. You can find them at Walmart. Tis true. I'm just saying, one stop shop for your easy to easy to go necromancy. <laughs> um, so she slices his face off and <laughs> she nails it to the wall. Totally has done this before, and it's like a familiar thing. And uh, I love when they're like, "Are you? Is she new age? New age? No, quite the opposite, really. <laughs> Nailing it to the fucking wall. Oh, right." He's got his ears, but here's the eyes. Oh, and he needs a tongue. What the fucking ew. 
Oh, yeah. Ew. Oh, yeah. She Ew. ripped it out. I was confused by the art on this one. It felt yeah, to me like the tongue was still in his, yeah, in his mouth, and she, like, sucks it out and then rips it out with her teeth. Ew. Everything is horrible and disgusting, and I hate it. Oh, my God. <laughs> Meanwhile, like, Wanda's right, vomiting. George, I want a word with you, young man. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Who dares call me back from the shores of the silent river? I dare. I command you to tell me everything. Oh, shit. Meanwhile, blood's pouring down her face from where she took his fucking tongue out. Yeah. And Wanda's still vomiting. Oh, and she's nailed his eyes in, like, through the fucking pupil. Jesus. (laughs) She's fucking ruthless, man. I love Foxglove says to Wanda, she's like, if you're going to puke, for Christ's sakes, use the bathroom. And she's like, that thing is in the bathroom. Yes. Um, so, and she's also like chanting to herself to wake up because she just doesn't think that she could possibly be awake with all this hideous stuff happening. Yeah. Um, so she's questioning him. It needed someone to destroy the bauble, the princess's bauble. The cuckoo must fly. And, uh, all of this, she seems to understand it to a degree. Um, do you then dismiss me? I do not. Not yet. Let me die. Please just let me die. Silence from you now until I bid you speak again. <laughs> oh, shit. Well, just this so is a pretty honest. pickle, I must say. <laughs> oh, Lord. Um, and then, let's see. What's been happening tonight? It's witchcraft, isn't it? It's Fox Club just being like, I did some witchy stuff. I love that. Just being like, yeah, we're s- sort of on the same wavelength, right? I'm like, mm. <laughs> unless you can get faces to talk off of a wall, I don't think so. Um, they probably just dabbled with crystals. Well, and she says here when she's talking about the porpentine, she's like, uh, if it's like the one I remember, it's some kind of dreamstone. So. Y'all were right about that. Oh, right. The, um, are you, so you're thinking that it's something related to what Rose had? Possibly. Did, I mean, it's, I think it's related to the ruby because he refers to the ruby as a dreamstone, I believe. Oh, does he? Okay. Yeah. I didn't remember that. I, I'm not sure about that, but I think he does. And um, based, she's trying to explain everything, Thessaly is, like, as matter of factly as possible. Like, the cuckoo tried to assume control of our dreams, and <laughs> they're all just like, what? I love Wanda. She's like, look, I don't understand any of this. There's a cuckoo thing, and it's trying to hurt Barbie. Is that right? And she's like, yeah. She's like, all right, that's all I need to know. Let's go yes. stop it. Um, and that's when she's like, help her? Well, yes, that is well. More important, this cuckoo tried to harm me. I really don't take things like that lightly. <laughs> oh, love it so much. So then she's like, okay, so who's menstruating? Going to need it. <laughs> and she zeroes in on uh, Fox Club. Why me? Because you're menstruating. No one else here is. Hazel's pregnant. Wanda's a man. And I haven't menstruated for a long time. Whoa, Hazel's whoa, not pregnant. Whoa. Oh, my God. I love that she just blurts that shit out. No consideration. No tact at all. None. And I love Hazel's just like, Fox, not now. I was like, that is the wrong response to give if you really don't want to talk about this right now. You've got some explaining to do. Oh, I just love that. If you really don't want to talk about something right now, just say 
no, I'm not pregnant. And then bring it up later. Be like, hey, remember how I said I wasn't pregnant? Uh, <laughs> I totally lied. Um, so she needs some menstrual blood to make this moon spell work. Yep. Um, and I just like how she's just like, yeah, I just need menstrual blood. That's it. Yeah. And she's just like a couple drops. That's fine. Um, and the reason is that the moon can get them into uh, Barbie's the dreams. Land, the land, yeah. Yeah, so this is kind of a cool idea. I like it, that you can either go through the moon or you can go through the Dream King. They're not going to deal with the Dream King. So the moon is always available to us. Yeah, it's like the Dream King is, you know, a bit of a sexist, honestly. He doesn't really have time for any of y'all and, and definitely not for me. So we're going to go with our, our, our moon mother. Yes. So apparently the moon mother is a bit of a sexist, too, because really... <laughs> I was about to say, yeah, like, it doesn't matter whether you think you're a woman or not. She's like, yeah, no vagina, don't care. Bye-bye. <laughs> yep. That's so sad because, um, interestingly enough, in, in Hinduism, there is a, there is a, a sect of um, trans, uh, ves- uh, transsexuals or trans, I think they're transgender or they're, or they're transvestites, but they're basically considered like luck um, goddesses because they, they represent, they're basically males that decide to worship the mother goddess and they're considered like a holy order over there okay yeah i would I don't know, find that interesting yeah i just i um i feel like i understand what he was trying to do there but it did feel like kind of mean like in a way oh yeah just to be like hey yo no matter what you say nature don't care you are what you are and i was like i really hate that a little bit but yeah but then we realize that it's the three fates or the moon, and then we realize, okay, that's why they're assholes. And I, I feel like he makes up for it a little bit once she dies, and she, you know, in death, she really is what she really was all the time, which is a beautiful woman. Yes, so, that's true. That was cool yeah. at the end. Yeah. Um. All right. Fuck so, the moon's a the moon's a demon bitch, dude. What are you gonna do? The moon is cracking me up with just the moon is basically. What have you done for me lately? <laughs> and I was like, oh, well, all right, if it's going to be like that. Um, Once again, the three fucking women, as we see in every trade so far. Yep. And Thessaly is totally without qualm being like, you're going to do exactly what I fucking say because I called you here. I have all the power and you can suck a thousand dicks. So <laughs> go do my bidding like a good little moon. And. I was just kind of in awe of the fact that she really is totally fine with basically shooting herself in the foot in the future, I'm guessing. Like, it feels like this shit is going to come back to her. She's fully aware of that and just gives no fucks at all. And I sort of loved it. Although I was also irritated by it. And caused the hurricane that starts later, right? Yeah, Um, there's that too. There's that. You know, Thessaly's a badass, but she can be a little uh, thick. No, not fickle. Petty? I don't know. I mean, she's like single minded and, uh, you know, just short term thinker, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, I love when when the the moon is like, the realm of dreams is not our realm. Why should we meddle in the affairs of the Dream King? And Thessaly just says, because you can and because I order you to. So, in your face. <laughs> in your face. I also love that shot of her in that scene where she just where everything's white and her eyes are just like two fucking globes. I really oh, dig yeah. it. Oh yeah. Cuz they're like two moons. She looks so magical, I guess, like so powerful in that in that 
particular panel. I really am into it. It's just such a cool reflection because the moon has three faces and then there's her with her face and then the two moon faces on each of her lenses. So it's like she has three faces also. And by the fact that I'm into it, I mean I masturbate to it. That's that's <laughs> obvious. And I really didn't need you to tell me because I assumed it. But, you know, if you feel the need to explain the obvious, I guess. I'll, uh, I'll be right back. I'm going to just leave little um, sticky notes all over this volume where I think that Miles masturbates. Oh, and, those, uh, are, those are sticky notes, I'll tell you no! right now. Ah! I walked right into that one. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so let's see. Then we have, um, uh, let's talk about exactly what I need from you. One that has tried to hurt me hides in that child's dream. She lies with a dream stone on her breast. These women are her friends. Send us to her. And uh, she, the moon is like, yeah, this isn't our thing, and shows her dream. Mm-hmm. And why should I do this? Because you can. Because I order you to. I was like, well, shit. Yep. Um, Just said that. So... They're in the middle of this when we cut to the crazy dog-fearing lady yeah. out on the street, noticing that the moon is just fucking gone. Apparently, no one else notices, and that irritates her, understandably. Um, and then when we cut back, Wanda is trying to get them to let her come with them. And Thessaly's like, you have to guard Barbie. That's every bit as important as what we're doing She's in the middle of, like, chasing after them, like, no, I'm still coming with you. And then there's, like, this massive flash, and she's standing in the middle of the apartment alone Alone. with this, like, smoke coming off the bowl, which was amazing. And that picture of Barbie on the wall behind her. And the fucking face nailed to the wall next to it. Oh, she's not completely alone. (laughs) Yeah, well, we got the crazy lady talking again. Nobody listens to a crazy old lady, and the moon is back, and she's like, first you're there, now you're, then you're gone, now you're there again. You laughing at me? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> but then I love when Wanda is talking to herself. Well, talking to Barbie, but Barbie can't obviously hear her, and she's like, I can't handle this shit. Mm-hmm. And she says, you know what's really spooky? Hazel and Fox love. I mean, they just fell into it. Like, it was all natural as anything. I, on the other hand, squeal and toss my cookies. Maybe I'm not the woman I thought I was. Yeah, I really did like that. Yeah. And it's sort of like, it feels later when he's like, well, obviously you weren't involved because you're not a woman. I was like, maybe that is supposed to be what he's say, kind of saying. Like, it's just more natural for, but it just sort of made me roll my eyes a little bit. There's a, this episode of Angel where the, this dude is able to bring out the latent misogyny in all men. And even manages to do it to a character that we know and love, Wesley. Yeah, really? Yeah. Damn, I need to watch more Angel. That sounds interesting. The Angel's the shit. I mean, there are some episodes okay. that are ridiculous, but I like Angel better than Buffy, and I'll just say I, that. I gotta be honest, I found him to be the single most boring character in that show. Oh, totally. In, in, in Buffy. Yes. And I watched... I've seen, like, the, the first two and a half seasons of Buffy and the last two seasons, but... I saw the last two seasons accidentally, and when I was going through the first uh, few, I like I really dug season two, and I was really digging season three until he fucking came back, and I was like, wow, I just don't give a shit. Yeah, like, I, I don't want to watch the next episode because I don't care about this idiot. He is the weakest in the – like, it's funny that 
Angel is as good as it is because they it, he is the weakest, although he does get more interesting. But they just deal with some way more adult themes and mm-hmm. get much more serious. And the misogyny episode in particular really is like rough to watch. And at one point, Wesley says, um, you think you're better than us. Why? Because you bleed. Is that it? Because you're closer to the earth. And he's just being really fucking like dismissive and gross about it. And this really, I wanted to sort of be that way. Like, oh, really? They're more connected to the moon because they bleed. Is that it? <laughs> like, it just really felt like that to me. I'm like, oh, come on. But um, I understand what he's trying to do. And I think I'm fine with it. Yeah. But I love her, like, just her ramblings. Like, I ought to get Fox to write one of her stories about us. Uh, yes. The, the bimbos of night. Night of the bimbos. Night of the bimbos. I really like that. And then she she kind of raises her hand and does this ooga booga type thing. It was kind of hilarious. Yes. Bimbos of the night. What the music they make. They make. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that'll be the first um, Necronancy there you go. Episode. Bim- Bimbos, Bimbos of, of the, the night. night. <laughs> <laughs> and then George starts talking to her. Oh, oh excuse me, uh, Miss Wanda. Uh, can we talk? Oh, shit. And the end dun, of dun, chapter dun. three. And the end of this podcast. Because yeah, we should shit. probably stop there. We've been going a couple hours now. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I'm loving this one. This is my favorite so far. Maybe it's just because there's so many ladies. Maybe that's part of it, too. That, that speaks that to helps. me. Um, Works for me. It's <laughs> an interesting hod- hodgepodge of ladies, to be quite honest. Yeah, yeah. most definitely. It's not the people you would want to assemble to save yourself from the dream world. Yeah, not the ideal crew. But it's still pretty hilarious. I mean, they're still a good team, and plus Thessaly is in charge, so there's that. I love her. Yeah, so. I'm, I must say that Thessaly can pretty much run shit if she wants in my life, and I'll be fine with it. Mm-hmm. Although I have a feeling I would be taking that back later on in life. But <laughs> for now, I'm sure it'd be great. You're going to accidentally kill Owen just to balance your checkbook. That's right. There you go. She'd be like, well, you wanted it balanced. I don't. Why are you so mad? <laughs> um, yeah. So, all right. Well, I wanted to, um, first of all, if you guys had anything that you would like to plug, please do. Go right ahead. Go ahead, Miles. Uh, so you can find my Game of Thrones and Song of Ice and Fire related ramblings on www.towerofthehand.com. We are down to the final two dun, dun, dun. Uh, in the top 50 characters countdown, Sasha, which means it is officially time for you to unveil your top 10 list. I'm sorry. I got to <laughs> hold your feet to the fire on this one. Yeah. Um, but uh, keep an eye out for number two on TowerOfTheHand.com, which should be unveiled sometime next week and may or may not have been written by yours truly. So uh, we th- this week we're revealing all the ones who just barely made the cut. So I got to write about the Reed children, which was a lot of fun. So uh, check that out. Again, TowerOfTheHand.com, really the best resource for all things uh, related to that series. And uh, what else do I have to plug? I guess, uh, yeah, through the timekeeperstable.blogspot.com and the Timekeepers Table podcast on iTunes if you're a wrestling fan. And once again, I'm just going to say it's still not out yet. <laughs> but What? Uh, Come on. I'm, you know what? We're waiting for uh, one of our guys to finish our logo. And that's the only thing preventing the debut of the Smash Fiction podcast, which is 
one of the funnest things I've ever done in my life, and uh, I think you guys will really enjoy it too. It's uh, where we take two fictional characters and sort of pit them against each other in a scenario that has them fight each other in a battle of like strength or, or wits or law skills or whatever. Uh, so <laughs> check that out. That's on Facebook and Twitter right now, Smash Fiction. Uh, but the first episode will be debuting very, very soon. And, of course, Yes Magazine and YesMagazine.org. I'm actually really stoked because uh, later uh, in August, I'm going to be going down to Spokane for the Hugo Awards. So I will be at oh, Worldcon neat. in person covering the Hugos and hopefully writing about how the fucking sad and rabid puppies went down in fucking flames because fuck them. Um, I have opinions about this if you uh, haven't Apparently. gathered that by now. You but, yeah, have I'll, opinions about things? I have opinions oh, about weird. so many things. I and doubt you can it. Read, uh, and you can read some of them at yesmagazine.org. So uh, keep an eye on that website, and uh, yeah, I think that's about it for me. Cool. Anton, you have anything? I currently have nothing to plug other than the fact that I occasionally contribute to ProjectFandom.com. I have reviewed the Marco Polo series on Netflix and Netflix's Daredevil series. Come fall, I will be reviewing Lucifer's the Lucifer series on Fox, which is based off of the Lucifer in the Sandman podcast. Oh. So that'll be nice. Did um, you like I- Marco Polo? I have mixed feelings for that, okay, and I heard... all about it on my review. All right, but... I'll check that out because I heard pretty shitty things about it, to be honest. Yeah, I, I, I wanted to like it because being of East Asian descent and seeing not enough of my people represented sure. in in media, and especially like with the raging hard on for historical fiction. I mean, historical theories that are out there, and yet I'm sorry, how long is recorded history in Asia versus Western civilization? Like, there's so much to write about, and I'm surprised no one has greenlit, like, a series about the based on the Rumi or something, or the Bhavad Gita, or, you know, like, mm-hmm. if you want your heroes and crazy monsters, look mm. at the Asian mythology, right? Absolutely. But, anyway, but I also enjoy my stint here as a host on, pod, on, on the Unspelled Podcast, Empire, so that's fun. Dun-dun-dun! Dun-dun-dun! Um, okay, so, new patrons... We have Adam Lurkey, who made sure to email me and let me know that he that I was mispronouncing his last name. So sorry about that, Adam. Adam Lurkey, Brenton Harsh, Joe Schmo, Corey Guerin, and just today, Abiola Talabi. Talabi? Talibi? Talabi. I know I for a fact that we've Talibi. mentioned Joe Schmo before. Yeah. Joe Schmo has, I think, become and then uh, unsubscribed and then came back and... Uh, <laughs> Yeah. You think it's that guy from the Joe Schmo show? Can you say that six times fast? Joe Schmo show, 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 Joe Schmo show. What? That was pretty good. Your prize is nothing. You guys ever watched that show, though, on Comedy Central? No, I've never heard of it. Oh, God, it was so fucking funny. It was like a total riff off reality TV. And it was this guy who thought he was part of a reality TV show, but everybody was an actor except him. Weird. Okay. It was so good. Anyway. Um, okay. And then on Bandcamp, we have Jordan Gamori, Rachel, and Elizabeth, who all subscribed on Bandcamp. Uh, so thank you to those guys. Some of you may not necessarily listen to this show, but I like to mention everybody always and forever anyway. Um Always and forever. Always and forever anyway. Then there was a donation from Mariana Herrera, 
Um, and there was, I, I also want to mention um, Megan Peterson and I'm sorry, trying to find your name before I forget. I think it was Thomas Breeze uh, who both have set up automatic payments through PayPal as donations to me once nice. a month, which is really nice. So thank you guys for doing that because that's something that I don't really mention um, that often as being an option. So for you to go to the trouble of doing that is very appreciated because I get a bigger cut of it when it's direct through PayPal like that. So, And uh, yeah, so I think that's about it. And I feel like there was another announcement that I was going to make. Oh, those of you wondering where the fuck the Harry Potter episode is this week, it is coming <laughs> But it won't be until the weekend because I had a raging migraine yesterday and I had to postpone recording until Friday. So it will be up, but it's just going to be late. So sorry about that. But um, You should be sorry. I'm so sad about this. All of you guys can pitch in and get me some migraine hypodermic needles with the okay medicine with that. in that. I'm okay with that. <laughs> um, all right. So I think that's about it. So thank you so much, guys, for coming and talking to me about this and thank doing you. the show. And um, thank you all for listening, and we will see you again next week with the second half of Volume 5. Bye, guys. Peace out, guys. Bye. Mr. Sandman, bring me a dream. Make him the cutest that I've ever seen. Give him two lips.